Eleven, Mr. Mione. Rook stepped outside with his date on the pretense he wanted a quick cigarette and fresh air. Rook didn't smoke, but he kept a pack with him as part of his cover. There was nothing fresh about the air. It was gummy with humidity and the tannery stench. He watched as Mione seated himself into a limousine behind his driver. The license plate was boldly memorable. A sideways eight. Eight was the luckiest number to the Chinese, and for the personalized plate, this man would have paid hundreds of thousands. Owning it meant Chinatown insiders knew exactly who was behind the wheel. Owning it meant, at least within Chinatown, the man had serious face, even though he was clearly not fully Chinese. Rook trailed the car, virtually. Mione's limousine was a sun-juice vehicle, an electric car powered by solar. Even beyond the brute vanity of the metal license plate, which made it easy to track, the limousine was digitally encoded, and its global positioning system made it fully traceable. On grid, Rook thought. Why? Rook's date, seemingly impatient, told him the half hour was getting shorter. Rook drew on his cigarette and glanced at his custom wristwatch, pretending to glance at the time while pinging the vehicle with a remote hidden inside the watch. Also inside the watch was a miniature nano-silicon world that synchronized much more than time. Within moments, he located the vehicle's internet protocol address. For the rest of the life of the vehicle, Rook would know exactly where it was, to some degree, for both its past and for its future. There's something he wants the Solar Empire to know. He gave Mione a 15-minute lead, and in those 15 minutes, Rick knew exactly what he would do to kill the time. He kept his jacket on so she would not see his gun. In the small room up above the wrestling club, Rook watched the woman's red tongue lick his cock. He slipped the tip of it into her mouth, then pushed it in further and gently pulled out. Slowly, he fucked her mouth, letting his mind quiet and listening only to the wet sounds of her tongue, mouth, and lips. He closed his eyes and saw eights. They rolled like the crocodiles and became crocodiles, swallowing their own tails. He knew the image well. She smiled at him when it was over. 
seemingly thankful he did not come on her. He washed his hands. Sex, no matter how sordid and brief, was a meditation. It had taken only ten minutes, but he was relaxed now and focused in a way that didn't require paying attention. He didn't need to see the chessboard to play the game. How long has the club been open? He asked her. She was lighting a cigarette, probably to get the taste of me out of her mouth, he thought. Forever, she said softly, exhaling smoke. As he drove away, he thought, Baiju would do it. It could take the taste of death out of a mouth. Maybe he would try that as a remedy after he came across the next dead body. That thought resonated. Is Mioni getting the taste of something worse than Baiju and Hash out of his mouth? Is that his method for burning up the stench of murder? Rook had managed to keep the Baiju down to just the two shots and was glad his date had not pushed any on him. The nasty flavor still irked his throat. Peripherally, he had watched Mione sip at a glass of Baiju throughout the one-hour show. That and the hash would gong just about anyone, but Mione had maintained. Like Brooke's date, Mione was utterly emotionless during the snuff. He was a cold synchrony of titanium sheathed in silk.